beautiful people, and welcome to the Tristcast. I am your host, Tristan Dario, and I invite you to sit back, relax, catch a vibe, and enjoy the show. week's episode i just wanted to say i apologize for my audio i sound like a robot for this week's episode i just wanted to give that heads up before we got into it as always thank you all for your love and support and enjoy this week's episode peace hello beautiful people and welcome back to the tristcast Today we have an exciting conversation ready to go towards the episode for the week and I'm so excited to be able to bring on, I believe, my fifth guest now on the show, Colton Jakewith. Hello. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I, um, it's... I am very excited. Colt and I met at the Muddy Root, and we had an amazing conversation about spirituality, the purpose of life, and how there are certain ways and aspects of life that are meant to mold us each independently, but also to show us what are the real parts and what are, you know, what can be considered maybe the fake parts of it all. But Colton, I want you to be able to tell the people a little bit more about who you are, what you know about spirituality, and what it means to you. Okay. Um, So back in 2020, I started down the spiritual path, um, just a little bit on yoga and meditation. I was really dabbling in the waters after uh, a a very profound experience. Um, I came across breathwork primarily first and that led into yoga so i was doing um the wim hof method with the cold exposure and the breathing and then eventually found sensory deprivation floating um and the studio was owned by a a yoga teacher yoga instructor um so i got a bunch of different modalities and was just chugging along on um breathwork yoga floating and um she actually ended up offering me a job at um totals in float in castleberry and through that i got to facilitate other people's floats and see a lot of people along their own spiritual journey Um, and part of the job was sitting down and talking with people and checking in with them and you know offering advice as i could or seeing reflections of myself and other people and just develop my own opinions uh, of what all is going on here on our, our little earthship journey. That is so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I actually wanted to ask you, can you talk to me a little bit more about what uh, sensory deprivation floating is and what the purpose of that is? Um, so sensory deprivation floating at its core is, um, being in a tank, um, it's basically a large closed in bathtub full of, um, 200 gallons of water and about a thousand plus pounds of magnesium Epsom salt. 
Um, what you do is once you get in, you will float and it gives you the feeling of being weightless and allows your body to kind of shut off and your mind to stay active. So I would call it in a way cheating meditation where an hour session could be equivalent to, you know, um, a half day to a full day's worth of sitting meditation. Um, it really allows your brain and your mind and imagination to drift off and go to different places, um, especially along the spiritual journey to wherever you may want to go. Um, there's also just a bunch of other benefits from decreased inflammation to um, weight loss to, you know, decreased cortisol levels. So it helps a lot with stress and anxiety and um, just developing your own ideas. It really gives you a clear channel where there's nothing else, no distractions, no, no phones, no, no nothing, just you and your mind. That is so interesting. So, and you said the location you worked at was Totals and Floats in Castleberry, or am I wrong? Yeah, Totals and Float in Castleberry, um, right there down, um, what is it, Lake Drive. That's so interesting. I'm actually, it's a really cool place. Yeah, like now you have me interested in wanting to go and check that out and, and see what it's all about because the way you explained that, being able to have that kind of experience while also being able to meditate on a level that is helping in such a strong way, like, I wouldn't want to miss out on that. Like, I really want to be able to take on an opportunity like that. How much would, like, a day's, um, or how much would it cost to be able to do that? Um, I don't know if she had upped the prices, and she being um, the yoga lawyer, that's Kelly Hastings, um, the owner of Totals and Float and the yoga studio that goes along with it. Um, when I was still there, I'd been removed for a little bit, but um, I believe it was first time float for 60 minute was $49, um, for the 90 minute was $69, and then it was just $10 extra and the additional after that. That sounds really nice. I mean, only $50 for an hour. And I mean, you say an hour is like ha half of a day's worth of sitting meditation. Like, that sounds very worth it to me. Yeah, it for sure. It, it allows you to just really go deep. That's so interesting. Well, thank you for going deeper on that because that was actually really cool. <laughs> and now people in the audience can go and check it out because that's awesome. And some people may be stressing out a bunch right now, especially with the holidays coming in, you know, or the holidays that passed maybe. Uh, depends on where I put this out. But um, it's like... Very interesting when it comes to being able to find new ways to deepen ourselves spiritually and being able to be more aware of what is happening around us and the things that we are doing in this life and our life as a whole. And I thank you for like being able, not being able, but thank you for passing down your knowledge and giving more people the opportunity to learn more about this opportunity to, you know, gain that connection that a lot of people lose along their path. I like that word, connection. Thank you. For sure.
So, welcome. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, I wanted your opinion on this. And it, seriously, do not hesitate to go into it as deeply as you'd like and truly give me what you think. Um, some people see a difference between the two. Some people do not. And I want to see what your opinion is. If you believe there is a difference in, in if there is a difference between, would you go into depth on what you think the difference between spirituality and religion is? That's a really good question. Um, so where to start? I'm okay. I would say the difference is spirituality is more the individual path, where religion is. Um, all the same things it's all the same things put in the different context little digestible packets for people who um, need to be led and i'm not saying that in a bad way it's just by and large humans do need to be led or told what to do when to do it um and that's that's okay that kind of leads back to what we were talking in our original conversation how we're all existing on in the same video game at different levels um, so religion is packaged bite-sized spirituality, um, and we can separate that even further between modern religion and stuff like Gnostic religions or Hinduism, Taoism, like even the difference between Taoism and Confucianism um, can be the examples of that, where Confucianism in the East is more of a religion and practice for younger generations and how to go about, you know, being in this world and having our duties and in day-to-day practices. Whereas Taoism is more for the people who are seeking to get out of that every day, you know, go to work, come home, feed your family um, structure to really get in and become one with the universe. Um, I think I saw, I see a couple times or, you know, how we get these reels and and different little snippets of videos these days where it was a great explanation of religion being the bottom up. Um, So going from we're humans and the most high is up here and then spirituality is going from top down so that we are God incarnate or source incarnate. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest distinctions between the two is just your viewpoint on whether you are a subject of the most high or whether you are the most high having an experience of it itself. And see that explanation right there, like that's where I'm caught. And I'm like, I think I agree more with the top down because get you, we grasp the energy from what creates or what provides so when we are talking about how we have the karmic debt or making decisions on how we put energy into the world and take it out instead of having that faith-based in religion with how with religion is you know have faith that everything will work out even through the hardest moments like these are the tasks or the tests that you have to go through and then you receive 
the abundance or blessing. And then when it comes to spirituality, it's like you're, you know, you give into the world and then uh, God, the universe, um, cosmic power, just it gets sent to you, if that makes sense. It's the distinguish, to distinguish both of them, it's, they are similar in what the point of them are, but they're different in how we act them out, if that makes sense. Right, it totally does, and it draws back to what you said at the beginning with connection, and it's it's our own subjective choice of how we want to connect with this divine energy that, at the end of the day, is the same in both religion and spirituality. It's just perception. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Right. So, go ahead. No, 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 no go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so with connection and what you were saying, trying to expand on how we get abundance, um, you, you get into vibrations, and it's, you know, we can vibrate with the energy of source and this is more of the spirituality my take on spirituality is that we're creating harmony with that source energy where to me uh religion is more like you're an observer you know that the let's say you're watching like an orchestra on stage and that's divine source you're watching it and you know it exists you believe fully that it exists and by being fully in that experience with the orchestra you get the sound, you get all the harmonics, everything comes towards you. Um, it's just a matter of, do you want to be removed or you, do you want to be with it? And I, I don't think either is wrong or more right than the other. It just draws back to where we are in our own spiritual progression. Because I, I believe in reincarnation, um, the idea of samsara, that this is just an endless cycle of birth and birth and death until we one day figure it out that, you know, it's all right here right now, um, that we could sit, you know, however you want to do it. I, I use the term, go to a cave and just breathe until you get out. Um, that's my own just viewpoint on it. But what I, um, what I really like is how you use the term gain and real because i agree with you and i actually agree with your logic very much i wanted to say that i have been wrong in many conversations about you know spirituality talking about it and i'm very grateful that i get to hear your knowledge and to hear your perception on this topic because it enlightens me and educates me on a basis where it before you know i knew some things but i didn't know everything i was talking about so just in between this conversation i just want to say Thank you, Colton. Yeah, of course. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to come talk about or, or get an opinion on something, hit me up. It's it's just being able to walk along these paths. We we were discussing many different aspects when we were first talking about this and talking about like what plays a part in this life and on the path. You know, we I one subject I want to bring up with you is um, we use the term, and some people may not like it, but obviously I I can't think of another word that would really make the most sense. But one of the one of the things we did speak about was you know the people that you know come up as NPCs to us. 
It's, you know, some people may take, some people may not take it kindly, but, you know, we don't mean it in an offensive way, but it's like the people that come off as, they just go with the, they just go at the beat of the drum that's been playing ever since, and they just conform, and then, right and then we talk about their purpose and how them being here also plays a huge part. Not saying that them just doing what they do isn't anything better than what anyone else does or anything like that. It's just the way that they go towards life, not interested in education outside of what they know already and stuff like that. It's interesting. It's interesting how people can just not be open to it. Yeah, well, it, it, they're a reflection of what we want sometimes, you know, when we're, when we're, I use the term seekers, we're seeking the higher knowledge, we're not here to just be those NPCs, but those NPCs are just as important as our, we are, because they're a, a reflection, they, they show us that there are steps along this spiritual progression, that you just do that one thing they do the one thing they they may give someone a quest or they may further the story of your own subjective experience so they're 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 almost vital and and you put it in the metaphor is if you played a video game without npcs it'd be pretty boring (laughs) so so they're extremely important um and you know the way you were talking about it is that we we shouldn't look down on them or, or say that they're wrong in any way, shape, or form because that's just where they're at. They are there to do that one thing and nothing else. And this draws back to what I was saying about I believe in reincarnation, that once they're done with that, they may live another lifetime of being an NPC and then go another one where they become, you know, a level one paladin or something keeping with the game references. Um, and it goes back and forth, you know? I like that. I like the way I like the way that you describe it in that aspect. You know, I was actually having this conversation. I was actually having a similar conversation as what you and I are talking about right now with another one of my friends. I was discussing Hindu, Buddhism, uh, reincarnation. I was just discussing this with them. And... What I do want to say is I agree with you on the basis of reincarnation being reborn and reborn and reborn until you figure out what it is that you were supposed to achieve or gain the knowledge of or learn from. My my theory in life is because I've I've always believed there is something bigger out there. And if if there is, you know, if we die and go to heaven, obviously Hell yeah, love that. That's the way, you know, right. that's that's the dream, going to that kind of place. Mm-hmm. But if we are to be reincarnated, it's an interesting take because that means we have a soul-like, um, what's the term, a soul-like goal or something that we need to... Dharma. Yes, we need to complete it. And we're going to continue reliving and reliving and reliving until we learn and get it and achieve it. And I've been, I've, I've thought that ever since I was a child. Like there's, because you don't just stop. I just don't feel like things stop, uh, it, because it feels like the world just keeps going and going and going and going. 
So, I mean, I think, I, right. I feel like that's what's going to happen, no matter if it's, well, go ahead. A few things. Let me preface this with um, a lot of spirituality will tell you, say, I don't know. So what I'll say is, I don't know, but here's my best guess. That time and space aren't, when you get heaven or nirvana and stuff, the ideas of time and space go away. So my best guess is that even our soul could get to heaven and maybe spend what we would understand as humans as a millennia there but it would eventually feel boredom. You know, heaven is bliss. Nirvana is infinite potential bliss. Um, and we're in these states of potential and kinetic energy where life and lessons and, you know, this playground of possibility is the kinetic energy, whereas source, heaven, nirvana, all these extra dimensional ideas of what happens after death is a, a state of potential energy. So it's not that we, we die and we immediately have to reincarnate because we didn't get the lesson that maybe we die, go to heaven and spend a little while there just to reset because, you know, the incarnation was too hard. You, you, the soul needs to sit there, reset a little while and then say, all right, let's get back to work. Let's return to kinetic energy and let's try this again. And I do say try because we are all trying our best, you know, and, and with so much information coming at us, especially in this day and age of 2022, there is so much information and we don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's misinformation. So it's up to us to really vet it. And for our souls, that that's tiring. Um, so I, I don't think that we literally we die and, and our soul goes, oh, I'm not done. I got to go right back. It's this, you know, black, white, on, off kind of thing where we can sit in the darkness for a while and then sit in the light and keep just doing it. And eventually maybe we get to sit in the light for, for however long we want to or however long the soul wants to. Because we've completed, you know, the Dharma, our mission here. That is such an incredible way to put it. And I think it's so interesting that that's how you put it. A while ago, my mother went to see a uh, medium, a um, psychic. And around the time, her fiancé had just passed away. And she was asking the psychic about him, like where he went because he was Muslim. And when you look at it from a religion standpoint, you know, you're Christian, you grow up thinking no matter what religion you're in, if it's not Christianity, you go to hell. And it frightened her. That opens your mind because when a psychic tells you he's moved on to that point, like he's okay, he's happy. And how that psychic described it was, he was reborn again as a child after passing. And he, had, right. and he has to take the steps to become strong again in that soul-like form. So, I agree with you. It's very interesting that that's how you put it, that it, you have put it. Because I, I perceive it the same way. We take time to build and rebuild ourselves after this 
full like in in a soul form you know that was 80 years inside of our bodies or 100 years inside of our bodies on this planet coming home gaining all the like new like the abilities we had before we jumped into our bodies and then doing the work we have to do before we come back it's like right exactly it's like how some people say it's we chose to jump into our life from a spiritual that uh, that's the most important thing we chose when we were in our soul and the potential energy we chose to come into this and you said something perfectly the well like coming home the welcoming home um i've had a few experiences of of divinity where there was an overwhelming sense of being welcomed home that that i my my whatever it is had always been there and that we had incarnated with amnesia to learn lessons to love each other unconditionally and and all the myriad lessons there are um but the welcoming home thing it's a beautiful experience and i think that's what people really learn to look forward to is you know, we enjoy this life that we chose to jump into so then we can experience feeling, we can experience love, joy, anger, all right. the emotions. We chose to do this. We knew what was going to be in store. We may have not known what exactly was going to happen along the way, but it's like it, it's kind of like what exactly what people say. It's like that Pixar movie, Soul. When our souls are up there, mm-hmm. we are forming. And I think you and I talked about this. We we are yeah, briefly for sure. Exactly, and we form into this person that we are meant to be in this lifetime, and to be able to experience from that view sight. And to be because that's like the prime fly on the wall type perception, really able to take yourself out of the picture and really look at it from a perspective like, look how big this world seems, but realize how much bigger it is on the outside of it all. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the concept of like non-duality in Hinduism that that you're not. Don't look at the good. Don't look at the bad. Don't align yourself with the devil or the heavens, the demons or the angels. Just be and realize that you're on this karmaic ride. And one of the translations I saw for karma that I really resonated with is inertia, is that these karmas are are a ball rolling down a hill that has to get down to the bottom of the hill to lose speed. And until it gets there, it's just going to keep accelerating and going faster and faster. And that manifests in our own desire to do things and in our own laziness, which holds us back. So this ball of karma is rolling down the hill, but we may not want to pay attention to it in this lifetime. We may just want to drop out, you know, and do whatever. However you want to be. I'm not going to say like, oh, this one's right or this one's wrong. It's all however you choose to ignore your karma. The ball's only going to get faster and faster until you take on a new incarnation to where you have to address that karma, that inertia. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you believe when we pass, if we do not deal with the karma that is held on to us before we pass, do you believe or would you say that like you could see karma passing on to the next life that we live yeah for sure yeah and it's it's 
Like the the quickest one I can think of is like when when a spaceship is out in space without any friction or anything, it is really hard to slow that down, kind of thing. And if we left the the solar system or something, it's we would continue at that speed until we get to the next solar system, or or you know, just random metaphor. No, I like it, and you know that. For, you know, that just gave me the whole vision of, like, flying out of the Milky Way, not seeing anything but stars and galaxies all around me, just being like, yo, I'm about to enter a whole other solar system that may not even be able to hold me. Yeah, it's right. That's so interesting. Wow. And, like, you never know, like, how long it's going to take. It's just, you just know... I, we don't just know. We figure it out. I, I call it the awakening. When you have your awakening, right. that is when you start to notice that you can go about things differently. You, at this point, can now make decisions that would ultimately change the direction that you'll go into. And instead of being blind and choosing not to pay attention, you now are aware. And being aware gives you the opportunity to make change with your actions or you can continue like you said and just allow that ball to keep rolling and do nothing about it but if you do that it's going to pass on alongside you rather than really being able to get away with it right the bottom of the hill manifests once you once you own that inertia once you own that karma and work towards you, you kind of create the bottom of the hill so that the, the ball can slow down. And and what you were saying, really, um, it's something that I notice in the spiritual and even religion world is um, either viewing enlightenment as a bus stop or viewing enlightenment as the end of the line. And um, I think personally, and what I can hear from you is that we view enlightenment as a bus stop where, you know, it's, we have this maybe profound or breakthrough experience, but we come back and we still have to chop wood and carry water, if not chop more wood and carry more water. Um, And I'm talking about like the dark nights of the soul, these, these regression patterns where, you know, we fly too close to the sun and then have to go down to the mud and, you know, rest and, and, and rebuild, you know, become the child and learn all the lessons again, maybe in a shorter, more compact package because we've already done it before, but you still have to start at zero. One of my mantras used to be ABC one, two, three. And I would just repeat that because it's, it's a perfect way to remind yourself that, Hey, this is all what they um i can't remember what sect of buddhism but they call it leela or it translates to child's play oh that no way. we have to start yeah we say we have to start at, at zero and then one two three four it just has to be that way um so every time you drop down to hell you start at zero you go one two three four you may make it back to purgatory and then to Midgard and then on to heaven and Nirvana and just keep repeating it. You know, the Ouroboros, the spiral, it never stops. That is so interesting. I've never heard that analogy or metaphor ever, but I like it in, and being able to see it from that point, because it's, it's something I say all the time, even when you learn something or even when you face a challenge and come out on top, you don't just end there with that challenge. 
you now have to continue on with your knowledge. And I do agree with you. It is a bus stop. It's just like the, do you see life as a journey or are you only paying attention to the end result? It's, it's why it's all about enjoying your time now while you have it, being able to spend your life enjoying it rather than really giving in to the darkness that is here to surround us to lead us away from living our life to the fullest potential. Right. And if I can expand on that, you know, if you do fall into the darkness to give yourself space to, 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 you know, really step back and say, this is part of it to fall down is to part of it to fail is part of it. What is in our control is how fast or, or how well we pick ourselves back up. You know, I'm guilty of not eating correctly. I'm I'm guilty of not, you know, drinking enough water or turning to modern medicine instead of holistic medicine. But, you know, sometimes that's what our soul, our soul is tired and we just have to give ourselves space that we are incarnate in 2022 during the the highest vibrational I don't know what I'm really trying to say here, but what, what we're going on with social media and, you know, all these different radio and frequencies going, everything's vibrating very quickly and very fast right now and in this present day. And it's very, it's almost to me, you know, a very advanced hard level to be incarnate in this day and age because of the distractions that, that would pull us away from, what these texts say to do you know eat clean align yourself with the most whole don't lie don't be um don't be aggressive don't be hateful to your neighbor um a lot of what is in the yoga sutras mirrors the bible you know um the basic concepts they call them yamas and niyamas and they're basically self practices for yourself and how you treat other people and i've seen that across pretty much all texts, they're about the same. And, and you just have to hold space for your own self and to love yourself to say, hey, I failed, but that's okay. That's part of it. I 100% can see that. And I can definitely say, like, I did not see it from that perspective before. So thank you. And being able to really recognize what is similar and how we're going about things to better ourselves. We learn as I go, or we learn as we go, and it's like what we just said before, it's really sometimes you're going to have to fail, you're going to have to fall down, you're going you're gonna to have to see yourself at that point only because it's going to help shape you into a better mold so then you can better better uh what's the term i'm trying to say so you can just better yourself along the path so then you are not necessarily making the same mistakes you're putting more effort in even if you don't win every day i gotta be honest i don't meditate every day it's there's a lot of things that come in our way i 100 percent agree with you on the reins of distractions and i agree that it is that it can 
it definitely seems like it may be difficult for some incarnates or people of higher levels of frequency to really be able to maneuver through this time of our life, especially because I would say the darkness of this world only wants to blind us and to steer us away from going towards one another, loving one another, and really sparking the change that needs to be made. Right, right. And that's, you know, from my own personal opinion is that this this incarnation, this time period is a test. It is the, the you know, pinnacle of darkness. I don't want to say it can get any darker. It definitely can, but it is pretty dark with these distractions. And to really make it out, to, to love thy neighbor as yourself, to hold space for people without, you know, prejudice or, or, or judgment, it's hard because we have all these things just bombarding us saying, think this way, do this, buy this, be this person. Oh, you're not good enough if you're not this person. You know, if you're not using X makeup brand, you're wrong kind of thing, you know, but it is what it is it's what we're here to do is to figure it out and if we don't you know then there's an, there's another one coming i think one of the biggest selling points that the darkness of the world is trying to sell to the incarnates i'll say um is money objects being able to distract them with the physical things of the world so that they don't want to go home and be welcomed again into the life that it's meant to. So this is a weird thought that just jumped in my head. Maybe the real battle is to keep on bringing people to want to live their life and to keep going home and come back, go home and come back. And then the people who don't want to go home, those are the people that I guess you could, technically say it could be the people who go to hell the people who don't want to go home to the creator or to the beginning of all they would rather you know stay with the material world and stay with this world that's the i feel i my opinion may be that it is those people who end up you know experiencing the true apocalypse maybe right you're, you're talking more of the apocalypse as an idea along the spiritual journey and that's that's really cool to hear you say because it's something I believe too. It's that you know if someone doesn't want to become enlightened, it's you can't force it. You cannot force someone to be an enlightened being. It, they have to get to it when when they get to it. Um, one of the I don't know if it's a Zen koan or, or or another religion, but it's saying that there was a. Um, a higher order being comes down to earth and he's walking along the path and he sees one man sitting in the, underneath the tree and the man stops him and recognizes him and says, Hey, how many more incarnations do I have to go? Um, until, you know, I get to be done, be welcomed home. And the, the enlightened being says four and the guy kind of pitches a fit and he's like four, that's so many. Oh my gosh. And, he kind of just walks with the enlightened being, walks away from him, and he comes across another man, the man sitting underneath the tree, and um, the enlightened being gets asked the same question, and he tells him, oh, as many leaves as there are on this tree is the amount of incarnations you have to go until 
you get to be welcomed home. And the man goes, well, okay, that's great. I'm okay with that. And the enlightened being goes, no, never mind that. Come with me now. Because he accepted that the number is tangible. He said, okay, if I can count up all the leaves on the tree, I'll have at least some finite number to know how much longer I have to go. And the enlightened being is like, yeah, you get it. You don't have to do that. Come on, come on with me. So it was attachment to the number that kept it here. It's, it's attachment to whatever it may be. To, I think we kind of touched on this, to substance, to, to emotion, to experience. Some, some incarnations get attached to living life a certain way. And until their soul is done with that inertia, karma acts in both the positive and negative direction. So until that, that soul is done, you know, being whatever, whatever myriad task, you know, profession, idea, musician, artist, all of them, until it's done with that and has reached the bottom of the hill, it does not change direction towards divinity. So to me, hell is the idea of being attached to attachment, you know, and, I, and seeking pleasure. I can definitely, I can definitely see where you come from on that and not wanting to let go of that attachment, not wanting to let go of what they may have on the planet or in the universe at the time. It's just so interesting, you know. This is such an omnipotent power that stems far and wide, and I don't even know if we've even scratched the surface in 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 an aspect. It's just because I feel like we are figuring out. The more we want to open our minds, and the more we want to understand, it's we're just going to continue to be eager to learn more about it and if we can find more ways to live our lives that we have here while we're here in a more beneficial and self-sustaining way rather than giving to you know the physicals of the world the emotion the feeling i think that's what brings more people together and i think that's why like the more you bring people who are like-minded in that aspect you're more than likely going to bring in more people that are going to start to open their own minds up and start to see where it is you're coming from. Um, there's, a right. lot of, there's a lot of people who aren't interested in psychedelics or anything like that because they say, oh, I don't need anything like that in my life. I'm perfectly fine without mm-hmm. it. But those are the same people who will never understand more about what's out there and that could be because they're afraid to risk it. That could be they're afraid to have everything they've ever known completely, like, cut in half. Shattered, you know, being, being taken to an extra-dimensional awareness that's indescribable. When you come back, you completely forget it because you're not, the ego's not allowed to remember that. You know, and that's ultimately what it is, is ego. It's It's... It's a device of divinity to provide comfort. And, you know, that person is only their ego is what wants that safety. Their soul doesn't want it, but their soul knows that it has to know safety and comfort zone 
in order to know the opposite, which is jumping into the abyss and realizing that it's it's a pillow fort. It's 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 just you know unending bliss. It's a net of of love that catches you once you fully commit to jump into the void. But you 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 as the ego have to realize that and decide to take the step, take the jump. And that may not be in that lifetime. And it, it's it's not us to force that person. It's us to just hold space and realize that there's a soul in there that is us and the most high at the same time. And eventually they'll get there. And, and curiosity is the best thing. That's when I see someone who's curious, that's that's when I know that I can work with them, that they, they want to at least challenge their beliefs or, or formulate their own opinion on the back of, I don't know, but here's my best guess. I genuinely think a lot of people are going to be more eager to start learning more about spirituality and diving more into it after this conversation because even listening to you talking about this subject it's teaching me new things it's helping me even see more of what i believe and how i believe in it because i agree with you it's it's an interesting and intriguing situation when you start to really grasp the uh, i'll say the bigger picture of it all Rather than seeing it from such a small point of view, because that's how, that's why when you're a child, everything is, out, everything is out of the box. Everything is like, oh no, I can do it this way. It would be ways that no one else would, because as you get older, life is trying to take these bits of you away, trying to tear you down and shatter you. For sure. Give me one second. I'm, I had a page in the Tao Te Ching open that, that says that. Let me see if I can get to it real quick. You're all good, man. Not all I must have lost it, but it's okay. Basically saying that is that the child mind is 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 unlimited imagination and and to me recently i've been viewing source and and god as unlimited imagination and we could see this in you know the ideas of the collective unconscious our dream world and you know how substances and for me in particular inhalation of marijuana kills my dream world is that it's my attachment to this doesn't allow me this dream world that is is fantastic and and inexplicable at some times but it's it's untapped limitless imagination and when we can align ourselves with that child aspect to be like oh i'm sitting in this chair like no i'm sitting in a, the cockpit of a fighter jet and like you can't tell me any different when you when you can be in a room full of a hundred of the most judgmental people you know maybe some members of your family and just you know be a 28 year old who still gets his stuff done, you know, yeah. in, in incarnation, but can still be the child. Can you can sit with a toddler and just yes. And be like, yeah, we're, we're at the zoo right now. Look at the lions. That's great. That's awesome. Oh, he has such a great mane to just keep go with it and to get out of the moment of pain bills and all that. And just be there with the child mind, that untapped potential energy, like children are, 
very close to God because they haven't been conditioned. And it's unfortunate that we live in this Western modern day society where conditioning is happening sooner and sooner. But, you know, let your children be children. Don't put iPads in their hands. <laughs> if I can give one piece of advice to anyone out there is let your child run with their imagination. Let them experience their emotions because if you start bottling it up, you're creating a reality that doesn't you it doesn't really exist, if if you know what I'm saying. Um like in terms of how we live a certain way as 350 million people when there's 8 billion people on this earth who all, you know, don't live like that. We have aboriginals who still exist in remote parts of the world who have no idea what, you know, a cell phone or MLA formatting or any of it is or manners or, or cordiality. They'd be like, what's that? You know, I've, I've got to go hunt for my food or grow my food and figure out a place to sleep. So they're, they're closer to God in the imagination because they're not weighed down by the narrative of society. Colton, that was absolutely beautiful. And I, I have to say, I am, I'm speechless because I don't think we could have, I don't think you could have said anything better than that with really taking it back. And really figuring it out, that seeing it from that imagination, and seeing it from that state, that perception—it's that's beautiful, man. That's actually really nice. And I genuinely do not have anything to add from that because I think you just—you slammed that out of the park, my man. Thank you. I mean, it's a pleasure to even talk to you about it and, and get it out there. You know, this is the same conversation I developed over or, over um, doing those floats and talking to people. You know, they would come out of those floats, and this is people who, you know, sometimes I saw a couple people who, who that was their awakening. They came out of that float tank, and I was the only person there, and they were like, oh, I didn't know. You know, I, I, I was so stuck in, in this narrative and I didn't know. And I, I, I would talk to those people and, and be like, you know, give them a little bit of direction. I gave a few people some Alan Watts books or, or you know, some direction on where to read or what to do. But, you know, it's 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 just great to see, you know, the reflection of where this conversation has gone to and developed and and I'm just glad I could bring it to you and and whoever's listening. Sorry, my dog is barking so much. Um it's okay. <laughs> the but... do- dogs and mosquitoes are very important to spirituality. Absolutely. Why mosquitoes? Well, the dog barking is one thing. It's I can't remember what it is, but in meditation, if you can be meditating and ignore a dog barking or or a mosquito, you know, mosquitoes are to us pests. When in fact, they have every right to be here just as much as we do. They they have they sustain themselves off blood. We see them as this pester that's buzzing around us. But if you can let them drink your blood or not slap them and just let them be and and exist just as you are it's it's a spiritual lesson holy shit you just like (laughs) i've never seen it from that angle before that's that is a 
special way of seeing it. Thank you for that. That's awesome. See, like, I would have never, because, like, I, I try to, like, when I go meditate outside in the grass, I, you know, ants, bugs flying around me, all that. It actually takes a lot to focus and be able to not allow those distractions in. I think that's so awesome to think that for you to put it that way and to really bring light to the purpose of everything, not only us. It's that's very beautiful and it's selfless. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Sometimes I fail, but it's all part of it. <laughs> you know, mosquitoes hurt. <laughs> doesn't feel good but that's the lesson exactly but um colton i just want to say dude thank you for being on the show thank you for talking to me like as much of it being a pleasure for you to come on and talk to me about it, it is dude i am honored to be able to gain this knowledge and to be able to have this conversation with you my man it's been awesome yep. Course, anytime. Keep in touch and and check in with me, you know, and and let's bounce. Like I'd love to hear your opinions more, and and as we go along, I'm sure we'll we'll stay in touch. It's I'm super sad that we're meeting right as I moved to Virginia, but you know that's the way the universe works, and I, I really hope we can continue, you know, checking in and seeing what bus stops we were at, what levels, and what characters we're playing. And and just go from there. You know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you greatly, and I will 100% stay in touch. I want to have more conversations like this with you, and I want to go and check out. Um, total. Uh, it's totals and floats over in Casperry. I want to go and check that out because you know, since you're bringing it up to me, I'm taking this as a sign that I should go and check it out. So thank you for that, and thank you for offering that. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it'll it'll be a great experience, and if anything, just you know, like you said, a relaxing experience away from the stress of the holidays. And um, yeah. Well, Colton, thank you for being on the show, and to everyone who is here listening to us, thank you for stopping in, checking it out, hanging out with us, and listening in on today's episode about spirituality and the craziness of everything that's going on inside of it and how we're maneuvering through it. I just want to say thank you all for joining us today. I hope you all have a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening, and a wonderful night. Peace.